I do as many as I possibly can uh, right now because, and, and mainly now the ones that I'm invited to, because I want to go as far as I possibly can in talking to people about Aces Weekly. That's the important thing for me. Yeah. Um, and the more shows I can go to, the better. And the more shows I'm invited to that I that are paid for, the better. Because, you know, it's not cost-effective uh, actually buying tables anymore. I mean, I used to buy tables to represent myself and and Aces Weekly at uh, various places in, in England and... Uh, of course, uh, San Diego and um, yeah. and here, but but really, it's not cost effective. Um, it's better if you're invited somewhere. Then everything that you make from those shows, uh, there's nothing off it. There's yeah, no, it doesn't come off it. So, and um, and you know that's that's what I want to do. You know, uh, you know that I that I I sell Aces Weekly at conventions through these coded cards that I have, uh, which are Sales cars, they have a code on them, and I sell those for $10 each, which is the price of, a, of an Aces Weekly volume. And as a kind of like a, uh, a kind of allure, um, I, I do a free sketch uh, for every one I sell. So it's a kind of bonus, and it's been very successful and very effective. It means I get a lot of people, you know, who I can introduce to Aces Weekly uh, through that. But of course, it's more effective if I go to shows where I don't have to pay anything sure. uh, to hire or get on a plane or anything like that. So yeah. you know, so I do as many shows as I possibly can. And also, I mean, you get has the benefit of actually you, you're traveling. Sometimes you're seeing somebody you've never been before, and uh, you're meeting nice people, having a few drinks, making some money for 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 your for what you're doing. It's a win-win situation. The fact that you're still making a living doing comics and that you get to travel around the world so it must be pretty nice. Yeah, well, my my living of doing <laughs> comics now is basically on royalties I get from V. Yeah, you know, which which is con- continuously and constantly uh, valuable for me. Uh, v keeps selling. Yeah, uh, because it is you know such a valuable and important story. Um, and, you know, it's part of the business now. It's got to be a bit of a mixed blessing, though. I mean, in a way, isn't it sort of like being a band that had a really big hit? You still have to play it after all these years. Uh, well, I mean, that's why, uh, that's, that's my brand. I mean, yeah. and, uh, I always actually, uh, I answer that question by saying that J- Sean Connery will always be James Bond. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine by me. Bing, that's a pretty, being Sean Connery is a pretty okay. Yeah, being Sean Connery is pretty good. Yeah. And also, it's uh, having a brand is very useful. It's like credentials. It's like your calling card. Anybody who knows V, uh, anybody who knows me from V, knows that uh, I'm doing good stuff. So it's it's a great calling card. Yeah. It's your credentials. And uh, it's valuable. It's great branding. Most of the time, it works. The only time it didn't work was when Kick was when Dark Horse was uh, published Kickback. Yes, and they completely and absolutely dropped the ball on that. When I thought, you know, I was giving them, you know, a big success, but they didn't. They didn't promote it. They did nothing with it. But that's another story. That's an old story that I sure. probably talked talk to you before. I about. think I think that might have been the last time we talked on microphone. Yeah, because I mean, right around the time that book came out. Yeah, but anyway, that that's yeah. I mean that's their fault. Yeah, and they, you know, if you if you're too stupid to recognize <laughs> a good publicity yeah. uh, opportunity, then that's 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 their fault, and it's my my prop my fault as well for giving them the book. But then you know. 
the issue that they thought that coming on the back of the success of Fever Vendetta, I mean, it wasn't that long after the movie came out that they would be able to just sort of ride that to for yeah, publicity. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah. I mean, it, they didn't ride they it didn't at even all. Go that far, yeah. It was like a horse that was left in the field. They were yeah. not riding anything. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, basically they just you know it's all you know if you have a publicity opportunity you've actually got to use it and they did nothing. Yeah. They did nothing. I mean, it came out in the same year as you say. Yeah. As the v, as the v movie, they released it in exactly the same month. Yeah. That was the, not the, a coincidence. The, the DVD, the, the DVD was issued. Mm-hmm. No, they were just stupid. They were just inexplicably stupid. You know, they were the third biggest comics publisher in the business then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their ranking is They're now. They're still pretty big at this point. Yeah, well, good luck to them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this is coming from somebody who really has gotten very good at hustling. That's a big part of what you do. You don't just send a book out into the world and expect people to buy it. Like you said, when you're coming out here and you're promoting something like Aces Weekly, you're, you know, the fact that you're, you're drawing a picture in every single book, that's a one-to-one connection that you don't generally get when you buy a comic. No, no, I'm, I'm very happy to do it. You know, I'm let's say I'm using my branding, my brand, yeah, uh, to introduce people to something new, um, and uh, you know that's my job. But uh, uh, you know, it, I regret that uh, that I've I've had bad experiences. Was Aces Weekly, in a sense, born out of what happened with Kickback? It was in a sense, in one sense, by you know, because uh, having bad experiences with people you you rely on, any any comics, any regular comics business, comics creator, is always relying on somebody. You're relying on sure. on the the publisher, the printer, the warehousing, the distribution, and why should you rely on that when you can go straight to the to the reader directly? You know. I mean, I'm I'm a publisher too, but I'm only I'm on a publishing platform. I'm not I'm not a publisher in the in the usual sense of the of the manner. Most pub, you, as you know, most publishers of comics set up to make money for themselves off the back of comic creators. Yeah, that's the name of the game. If you're setting up a publishing company, yeah. you you do it to make money. Yeah, right. It's well, a business. It's it's a business, and the more you can make out of your creators, the better. What I do is something completely different. It's a it's a publishing platform. Um, people are people are represented there. Their work is 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 sent to readers from there, and we run it on the on the cost that it incurs. Yeah, uh, no more. You know because it's. You don't need any more. I mean, you've got no offices. You've got no, You've got nothing that you need to worry about paying for. It's a laptop. You know, it's all it's all published from a laptop. Yeah. You don't need that whole machinery of publishing. Print publishing is full of of rubbish stuff. <laughs> you know, and why? Yeah. And and of course, the unfortunately, the reader. Most comic, they want that paper and they want that thing to collect. That's why uh, Aces Weekly is still has it tough. All all the arguments about economics, you know, about how great it looks, about how many more pages you can get. Um, it's still tough to sell to a, your regular comic reader because he wants that thing. Yeah, he wants that object, and. It's tough. 
That's why digital. That's why selling original digital comics is extremely tough. It was launched specifically to be a digital platform. Absolutely, you never had any ideas about doing anything else. The idea was stimulated because 2011, I met a guy called Pepe Marino in San Diego. You had some very bad experiences in in publishing. He did a book, and he was one of the pioneers of digital because he did uh, Batman, digital, oh. digital Batman, yeah, digital justice, yeah. Anyway, he had bad experience with a publisher, where he he did a lot of work for him, and then uh, and when he went to them for his cut of the profits, they said, "Well, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, there's nothing left." And he said, "What do you mean there's nothing left? I did this book." And uh, they said, well, you know, it's, you know, promotion and printing and distribution and all that. It's all eaten up the money. There's nothing left. Yeah. And from that point, Pepe thought, well, why am I doing this? Why, why, this is insane. Why is all this, all this peripheral taking up all this money when the creator is getting nothing? I mean, the, in essentially, there's only two important elements in comics. There's the, there's the creator and the reader. Everything else between between yeah. is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Completely irrelevant. But the business is all stuck with it. It's stuck sure. with it. Uh, well, why is the business stuck with it? Does business done really stuck with it? He set up his own site, amusedem.com. So he was he set up his own uh, business uh, doing that. And the initial plan that I had was to set up an anthology magazine, which would be on his site. I, I was interested in the concept. Uh, see what happened. But then uh, I... Uh, I enlisted the help of, um, of a friend of mine who was a, a Marvel UK, an ex-Marvel UK, and we talked about it. We thought, well, it's better if we actually have a brand, if it, we have sure. our own brand. Sure. So that's that's how we ended up with uh, our own brand. But it's more more hard work that way. It is better to have your own brand. After Kickback came out and it didn't, you know, didn't do as as well as you you hoped. So were you immediately looking to launch your own? No, no, no. Two, no. The, the, that that the, the Kickback thing happened in two thousand and six. Yeah. It, you know, it it did it did inform me to a degree. My experience of that did inform me to a degree, but it wasn't it wasn't the Kickstarter for it. It wasn't. It didn't. You know, two thousand and eleven was when I had I started hearing from Pepe. And I thought, well, yeah, seems like an interesting yeah. idea, um, but uh, it wasn't. Kickback was not majorly in- instrumental. It just taught me some things that I knew about publishing: that the coloring could go wrong, no. the printing could go wrong, <laughs> you know. And you know, all these things inform you that there's that if there's a better way, you should use it. And I think we've got to change things if if the old stuff is letting us yeah. down. We've got to do something new, you know. You've got to, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the technology's there. Well, that's why we're using it. We're yeah. using it. It's the, it's the easiest thing in the world, you know. It's the easiest thing in the world. You, you're just creating files. You just slot them in. Yeah. It's just easy. You know, our, our stuff goes live. I mean, we can actually slot files in on the day we go live every week. You can't do that in print. In print, it's a three-month deadline yeah. or some shit, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I mean, digital publishing is easy, really easy. Yeah. The only thing that's stopping it being a massive success is the reluctance of comic readers to let go of their addiction to paper. And that's the thing. If if that wasn't, if that didn't exist, uh, we'd have fantastic prosperity. 
your role must have changed too, you know, as, as you're moving from illustrator and, and writer into this other side of things. Have you, you're probably wearing a lot more hats than you ever were before. Well, it's just an editor's, editor's publisher's hat. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I have a, a managing editor who, who, who technically slots it together. And the colleague I mentioned to you, uh, who, who worked, ex, was an ex-Marvel editor, he's our subscriptions manager. So, but in, you know, choosing people, choosing creators and dealing with creators, that's me. That's just, yeah. that's what I do. Um, so that's quite simple. I mean, you know. Just going out and finding people that you like and well, trying to I mean, publish them. Yeah, well, when we started, we started with people we knew. And yeah. Who, and knew, trusted, and respected. Sure. Me, obviously, if you start something, you want people who know you and yeah. trust you. And the, but now it's segued into a situation where we get submissions, and there's some fantastic talent around. It's yeah. unbelievable. There's a lot of talent around, and there's nowhere to be published because, you know, a lot of companies, they have their own little ideas about what they want to publish. And and we publish anything that's good, you know. That's that's the great thing about what we do. Uh, we, Aces Weekly is an anthology, and it's a mix of all kinds of different things. We can do that. It's, yeah. You know, we we can do that. So why don't we do that? You know, it's like um, we have uh, we have people who have a very eccentric style, people who have a conventional style, and because it's an anthology, they support each other. So, you know, if maybe two thirds of it is is conventional. It will support that third that is eccentric, but that's that's great. That's what we should yeah. have, you know. There's so much talent out there. Why should they be, you know, not get an audience because they're not drawing a Marvel style or something like that? You know, it's you know, strip the 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 art of comic strip is so fantastic. You can do so many things with it. And uh, Aces Weekly's policy is to give freedom. We give freedom. That's yeah. the whole key. Yeah. People can do whatever they like as long as it's good. <laughs> That's it. And uh, so we have this fantastic mix. And, you know, we, we want a wide subscription base too. So the only way to get a wide subscription base is to, give, is to try and give a lot, of, a lot of people a lot of different things. That way you get a wider base. So you've got something for kids. You've got something for, you know, adults. You know, but it's a, it's a, it's yeah. a mix. But it's still tough. I tend to think of specifically the uh, UK comics publishing as being different from, from the US because, you know, here traditionally there's been two huge, I don't say monolithic, but two giant companies that have completely dominated that side of things. Obviously, especially now, there's a lot more smaller companies out there. But when I, when I tend to think of comics in the UK, I tend to think of anthologies, you know, 2000 AD, these sorts of things. And it yeah. seems, it seems at least from an outsider's perspective to be a little bit more open to things outside of the mainstream or at least things outside of superhero comics. Well, the end, still you have to say the anthology, the anthology is not a, a much um, valued form. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, even in Britain, uh, 2000 AD is an anthology, but it's all science fiction. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, the weeklies in England were a mix. They used to be, you know, have a jungle story, you'd have a science fiction story, yeah. you'd have a, a detective story, all in one thing. Those things 
Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, that, I guess it was that. similar to here. It would have been like EC Comics, where you would have gotten you know a, a war comic and a horror comic all in one. Yeah, but even so, even the EC comics, you had war story, yeah. and you had a horror story, and stuff like that. There was no different, mix. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, there was no yeah. mix. No, the anthology, the anthology is recognized as not exactly your perfect yeah. means, but actually, well, for a start, I like the anthology concepts. And we and part of the idea of of doing uh, uh, Aces Weekly was along the lines of the traditional British comics to try and re reintroduce that concept, yeah. but also the Sunday papers, the sun the Sunday pages in newspapers yeah. here. Yeah, you know, you had Juliet Jones, then you had Dick Tracy, you had all that stuff. It was all a mix, and it was for the whole family. And every Sunday, you get a whole mix. Yeah, something that everybody could enjoy. Right, so the, I love that concept, and I, I, and I, I still think that that concept could work in 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 cyber cyberspace, as long as we didn't have that constant resistance to hmm. you know the thing, wanting that thing, the physical objects. Yeah, but on on a practical level, you have to you have to run what we are doing as an anthology, because it's it's it comes out every single week, and we've never missed. Anything we've we since two thousand five years yeah five years two thousand they've never missed once yeah. you know but in order to do that you have to have a whole bunch of different creators working yeah. on different things because you're relying on people you can always fill in the gap if somebody if somebody fails sure you have some kind of inventory that yeah but. You've got to have all those people working at different times. What does that look like, and, and, and what's the lead time for most people? You know, the, the difference between doing a Sunday strip, you know, or even like a daily strip where it's three or four panels a day versus doing a, you know, a multi-page comic, there's, there's a huge divide between those two things. Um, and a lot of comic artists are infamous for being kind of slow. So there must, you, you must, you must yeah, have a lot of plate spinning. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But but you just have to make sure the people you're working with are not yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, we've I've only had one example of somebody being much slower than expected. Yeah. Only one in the whole in the whole period. Um, but you just have that's that's your that's you. Yeah. You're if you're the publisher and editor and you can't you've got to actually make sure that the people who are doing it are working at the right pace. But don't forget that if you give if you know some people are working. Sometimes finish a whole twenty-one pages, um, and it's ready to go. Some people work week by week, yeah. um, but then, but then you work the volumes. So, you know, you know, you know. I have people working for volume thirty, and that's going to happen in July. Yeah. So, but I know that they're going to be available yeah. for that because you just have to figure that out. That's that's. How much actually writing and, and drawing are you doing at this point? I'm not doing any. You're not doing any. Nothing. Does that make you? Is are you happy about that? I don't miss it at all. You it's. Don't miss uh, it at I all. mean, people. People sort of like this. I mean, well, you know, uh, it's the people that like my work that say, you know, they they want me to get back to work, sure. so they want to see something else. But no, I mean, look. Um, the way I look at it is, I am doing something creative, and I'm yeah. I'm doing something for other people, yeah. and and you know I'm really glad to see what they do. I mean, I don't what, I don't need to do anymore. What do I need to do? I mean, I've done everything. You've done everything. Well, I mean, what would be the point of me doing something else? You know, there's, you know, so I can tell a story. I mean, 
Uh, well, I mean, there's some people obviously derive pleasure from it. Some people, you know, have feel yeah, are but compelled I, to do it. Yes, that's true. But I mean, <laughs> what? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, why does that, why why does Alan Moore still write things, right? Yeah, but he's writing novels now. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's still being. I mean, I'm sure that he he could rest on his laurels if he wanted to. Well, in the sense, I'm resting on my laurels. I mean, that's I'm not. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I I'm doing something I really believe in. Um, uh, yeah. I'm doing the best I can to show it to as many people as possible. I really do believe in it, and. That's for me. That's my passion right now. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, there's no, there's no other way to answer it. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm, you know, from my own viewpoint of of be, yeah. needing to be creative. I'm creative in the way that I'm happy with now, and uh, you know, that's that's it really. Well, you have a unique advantage from from the standpoint of you know, I think a lot of people who get into uh, editing or publishing who wanted to be creative, who wanted to, you know, to, to write, but weren't able to do that for a living, there was a sense of jealousy because they were never able to do it. But you were, you were able to do it. You know, you lived that, that dream for a while. You yeah, saw that side of things. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done what I need to do. I mean, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to do anything else, you know, really. How definitive is that? I mean, are you retired from that side of things? Well, I do. I did say yes to a particular job, uh, yeah. but uh, um, but I did say to them that um, I don't know when I'll be able to do it, and I didn't. I didn't even make a firm promise that yeah. I was going to do it. Um, so uh, what compelled you, uh? what compelled you to, to to agree to that? Oh, only because somebody had had an idea that I thought was a nice idea. Yeah. But that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it just depends on whether I feel I want to take a step back. You feel I like that's a step I, backwards? Well, uh, what I mean by that is this. It would be a step back if I drew, drew something again. Yeah. The important thing for me right now is to make Aces Weekly as successful as it deserves to be. And I try everything I can. I mean, I hire promoters. I, you know, people who have bright ideas say, "Oh, we should do this." I say, "Okay, all right. If we should, you think we should do this, we'll do it, and I'll pay you by results." You know, if you've got some bright idea. Yeah. So I take every opportunity I can um, for anybody who sees Aces Weekly uh, and sees its potential and sees the problems it has to fix those problems. I do that all the time. You know, I'm. Yeah. Uh, so I do that all the time. So I'm trying the best I can. All the ways I can to make Aces Weekly as successful as it deserves to be, with all the hurdles that, that we've talked about sure. before. Um, when we reach a position where it is is getting there to where I want it to be, then I'll maybe think about about doing something else, about maybe drawing something again. But until that point, I'm not going to because this is too valuable. Yeah, you know, it's too valuable. I can't. I'm not going to take my hands off the tiller until until uh, we've reached smoother seas. You don't think a piece by David Lloyd in, in Aces Weekly would help sell Aces Weekly? It didn't in volume yeah. one, so, so I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it will in in volume twenty-seven. Yeah. What what counts as success for you, and 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 how far on the horizon is that? 
Oh no, when we get the subscription base that I want. You have a number in mind? Not really. I mean, it, it, success you know, is such an abstract concept. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be we we need much more than we've got now. Um and um and you know I I can't put a if I can see it running. I'll know. I'll know when it uh, yeah. when it when it does uh, hit that mark. Um, but we're not there yet. You feel like you've made uh, sufficient progress in five years, though, to continue doing it, and and you feel like you know your th- these goals are achievable for you. Yeah, they're achievable. I mean, I I think um, the from the mark of success for me is the fact that, that we are stable. Yeah, we have a stable uh, situation. Um, that's good. I mean, you know, if you have a stable situation, um, it means you've got a core of subscribers who are happy with what you're doing. If you've got a core of subscribers who are happy with you, it's only a matter of finding that same core or those more of those people. Yeah. And that's, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I just have to keep trying, and I wouldn't if I didn't believe in it. I mean, the, the economics of it, the advantages of it, the beauty of it, it's, it's, it's all there. And it's just trying to get people to recognize it, you know. But do you, do you think it's the fact that, it's, that, that in a sense, it's, it is a new model? I mean, you know, there are certainly there have been web comics for a long time. People are used to just sort of stumbling upon them and getting them for free in the way they get everything else on the internet for free. Yeah. And it's the physical thing that people want to pay for. I, I just, you know, it's funny because I, when I, when I first uh, moved out to New York to do publishing, I was working in magazines, and I still remember that time when it kind of felt like if a piece I was writing didn't make it into the physical magazine and just went on online, that was a bit of a failure. Mm. I think we've moved past that. I think, you know... Oh, in yeah, in so magazine publishing, so so much amazing stuff is happening online yeah, that there's no question about it. No, I mean, that that was old stuff, wasn't it? But let's face it. I mean, uh, magazines, newspapers, and, of course, books, regular yeah. prose, that's had no trouble at all. It it's had the, trouble. It, it took a while. That, di- that didn't happen overnight. Yeah, okay, you know? sure. But and, 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 and all the magazines had to die before. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know very well why that happened. is because yeah. newspapers and magazines couldn't get the advertising. That's why sure. that happened. Because sure, but, it could, but people, because the people had to be convinced. I just think that it's, it's, it's happening a little bit later for comics. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, but all those other things don't have the collecting thing. Yeah. You know, the collecting people, thing is very special. If you collect newspapers, you have some kind of, you know, condition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you're probably a hoarder if you're collecting Yeah, newspapers. exactly. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so that collecting thing is 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 the um is 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 one of the problems and uh you know, but it's uh uh well, uh Keep trying. There, there isn't, um, you know, a sense of uh, of sort of accomplishment or, or pride in, in in the physical object when when you make it. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there is. No, I mean, you know, like like let's take let's take. Uh, I, like, I've seen some terrible printing. I've seen some well, terrible sure, coloring. Sure, but, I've but, seen... but from the, from the standpoint of um, of having worked on something for a long time and then being able to hold it in your hands. Not for me. Not for you. No, I mean I've never been hit by the collecting bug ever. Maybe yeah. so that's why I used to be. when I was when I when I did collect comics. I mean I don't when I, I 
you know, I collected the original Spider-Man, but I wasn't interested in collecting every single yeah. issue. There was a certain point at which, oh, yeah, that's, okay, I've got that. Fantastic Four, the very first Fantastic Four. I didn't want to collect all that. Why? You know, you've got You'd you've be a got much a wealthier great... man if you had. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But um, but it does. You know, it's yeah. not, I never had that thing. Um, do do artists have the same sense of again? You know, uh, do they do they are are they hesitant to only have their work published online versus print? Well, some are still in love. Some of our contributors are still in love with paper. Yeah. So they do see um, the digital version as something, you know, that it's a precursor to yeah. to to their print version. But I have to tell you that um, that uh, because creators are given freedom, they can they can. I mean, there was a without going into all our terms and conditions because you know i have to have some agree. we don't have we don't have lawyers we don't have any contracts or anything like that. that's no. the other important thing is none of that stuff we don't you know, everybody's yeah. it's all on trust it's all on trust yeah we never had any trouble yeah um it helps when you know who you're working with that's the important part of having well, a of stable artist you know that's why that's yeah. why they trust me but the but the thing is that um in in Aces Weekly, we have an exclusivity deal. In English language, we have to have their stuff for two years exclusively in English language. Um, after two years, they can do whatever they like with it. They can go, they can get it published digitally somewhere else. They can take it to print, whatever. For two years, we've got to have it because we don't want them, you know, because people have to come to Aces Weekly for for their work, right? But this is an advantage for foreign publishers, for foreign artists. And we have some foreign artists yeah. too, who are great, because they translate their work. They we have their work, they translate it, um, we run it, and but they can still run it in their country, uh, in print if they yeah. want to, or digitally. Yeah. So we we have this great uh, relationship with these people. So this and they're they're free to do what they like, but if it's in English, in English language, it has to be with us for two years. So it never impedes on our major market. Could you have ever have fathomed, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago that you were going to be a publisher? No, not really. <laughs> no, not at all. But this isn't really being a publisher. It's not like not like being a publisher in the terms that, sure. that we know publishers. Sure. But but to, to, to have sort of gone over to that, to that other side of things. No, but, but this is not like regular publishing yeah. at all. This is like, this is, I mean... It's easy. I can't tell you how easy it is to do. It takes up time. Sure. That's true. Yeah. And so it is 24-7 for me, really. Yeah. Because, you know, okay, so you get the artist. You have, you have to be in touch with the artist. You have to relate to the artist. You have to, you have to find new more, and you have to try and get promotion, blah, 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 blah. And every week, yeah. every week, because it's in seven parts. You know, I'm sure you know this. Seven parts. Every week, there's a new week. So that has to be that has, you know you have to proof it, and so every week, yeah, and have to write a little introduction for it, and blah 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 blah. So, so it's a continuous thing. Yeah. So it takes time, but it's easy. The ease of it is just is just extraordinary. Really, you're dealing with files. You're yeah. dealing with JPEGs, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you what? You just put them in. You get them in. You slot them in. That's it. 
and you get to be a fan. I mean, you you know you you that to me sounds like probably the most fulfilling part of what you do is a the discovery. I mean, obviously you started off with a stable of people that you knew, but discovery of new people and the ability to work with artists, the ability to promote them. That you you in in a sense you kind of get to be a professional fan of cartoonists who you love. Well, in a sense, yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, I I just. It's just so great that there are so many clever people around and yeah. uh, and unusual people. You know, there's nothing more satisfying than when somebody comes up with something that is like wacky and but different and works. It's yeah. really great. You know, some of it doesn't work perfectly, but I mean, I I I, I still describe Aces Weekly as a mix of of industry greats and great newcomers, because that's what it—that's what yeah. it—that's what it's—that's what it is. That's what it was, you know, and is still. So, you know, it—it it sounds like you feel like you're you're on the right track. It sounds like you know slowly but surely people are beginning to uh, change the way they consume comics. To you, what does the future of comics look like? <laughs> I know it's a I know it's a big one. I think there is different strands of yeah. what comics might sure. become. Um, the motion comics thing, I absolutely hate um, it because was, it's yeah. neither animation nor yeah. is it comics. But it's a gimmick. Uh, yeah, it, it may well be. But there are, you know, Madefire has, has, has got some yeah. big investors, so they may be, you know, that may be the future. But in my view, what will happen with motion comics is they'll become more and more like animation. Because there's nothing to be gained from, you know, something that's half this and half that. But we but but animation exists. We have animation. Yeah, but you don't need to reinvent animation. Well, yeah, but they won't reinvent it, it will just yeah. become animation. That's yeah. what I think will happen. Um with motion comics. Yeah. Um but what I'm concerned with, I'm concerned with just putting great comic art. Yeah. On, a, on another surface, we don't need paper. All the problems involved with paper, you know, printing, warehousing, distribution, it's economically insane to keep using it when you can go directly to the reader through their computer screen. Now, uh, now that's a simplicity of the concept. And comics don't have to be on paper. The comic art form, uh, we and we don't do anything with it. We don't screw with it. We change the format so that it fits a computer screen, so it's like landscape instead of portrait, but we're still telling comics exactly the same way. It's a great art form for centuries, decades, decades. Comics has been a fantastic way of telling stories, you know, of all kinds, of all kinds, using all the tools that, we, that we've developed in that great art form. So all we need to do is change the service. We just put great comic art on screen, not on paper. That's a deal. That's all there is. And I think that's a great way of preserving yeah. comics because, you know, maybe comics on paper will last forever. But there's no reason why they should last forever on paper when we can actually put them on screen. I'm conflicted about motion comics from, from the perspective of, again, I, it, it largely they felt gimmicky. I remember I was at San Diego Comic-Con one year when people really started first started pushing them. Um, they didn't really bring a lot to the form, but I do at least like the idea of playing around with it a little bit, of, of sort of taking some of what technology is offering you and using that to kind of rethink it a little bit. And, and, and 
you know, the most famous example of all this is all the stuff that Scott McCloud has done, right? Uh, in- infinite canvas ideas like that. And obviously I love comics and, 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 and I like comics on paper, but I do think that once you have access to new technologies, once you're not um, limited to pages in the way that you used to be, let's find a way to use that to our advantage. Why? Because it, it opens up a lot of opportunities. It yeah, opens but up. What, what's, yeah, but what's wrong with comics? What's there's, wrong nothing, with comics? there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, in order to evolve... Yeah, but they don't have to evolve. They don't have to evolve, okay. I mean, you know, for decades we've been telling all kinds of stories. Sure. You know, you've had Jack Kirby, you've had all kinds. But wasn't but wasn't Jack Kirby Jack Kirby was an evolution over, you know, earlier superhero comics. Yeah, but that's in form, not sure. not not in not in what it was what it was printed on. But no. you, well I'm I'm not so, so much talking about the medium, but I'm I'm saying when you've got sort of these things to your advantage when you don't necessarily have to use page per page, you can try new things. New interesting things could potentially come Yeah, but out why? Of you see, this, uh, the question sure. I'm always asking sure. is, if something works, why yeah. why change it? I mean, you you know, the comics art form has worked from sure. on a page-by-page basis, uh, one picture after another, sequentially, um, for decades. But why would you want to change it? But wasn't the page an evolution over the strip? Storytelling changed when you started... Not only doing them as full pages, but then collecting them as larger books. I mean, that changed the way people are telling the story. The, the way the story is told is exactly the same. You've got box after box after box. Sure. Sequence after sequence. <laughs> the sequence is the same, but, you know, t- telling a story uh, four panels per day versus telling something as a page, it, that shifts the narrative a little bit. Like Little Orphan Annie is different than Eve yeah, for Vendetta. Uh, yeah, but that's like, that's like comparing Peanuts to, uh, to Calvin and Hobbes. That's like you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not. That's not. Sure. We're not talking about evolution because that's just a choice of, of, of how no, many. No, but it, but but, it's, but I'm saying that it open it potentially opens up new opportunities for storytelling. No, because <laughs> look, every time yeah. you screw with the basic idea yeah. of what you can do, that's not comics. That's something else. If it's panels in a different layout, if you're not necessarily no, no, no. That's that's comics. Yeah. If you if you start screwing with it on computer and putting sound effects and stuff like that, oh, I'm not, not saying, I'm not saying I, I I don't like motion comics at all. I, I'm just saying you know the way the way narrative flow works. You know the the sequences. You know you can scroll down. You can have a longer page down or to the sides. The you know the yeah, but you're you're still doing something. Yeah, that yeah is, it's absolutely yeah, still but comics. Stu- yeah, but you, yeah, but you're still doing something that is not part of the established art form of comics. Okay. Because you've got some technology you can yeah. you can use it with. Well, our idea is you put great comic art on screen, not on paper. That's yeah. it. You don't you don't screw with it. You don't scroll <laughs> with it. You don't do anything yeah. because it works the way it is. Yeah. And um, if you're doing something different, you're doing something different, and there's no there's just no point in it. There's no point. I just I wonder if you know I wonder if. Uh, I, you know, and I do think that the thing that, again, I don't like motion comics. I have not seen one that's convinced me otherwise. Um, but, you know, I think the drive for a lot of people to do that was this idea of maybe this is one of the things that's going to convince people to start reading it on a different form. If there are certain things that we can't do on paper, then maybe they won't feel as married to paper. I don't know how many, how many motion comics... Uh, readers have been converted from sure. print. I don't know yeah. anything about that. Yeah. Um, if 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 the future 
is motion comics. I hope not. Or, <laughs> or scrolling them or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, okay, that's the future. Yeah. But for me, yeah. I want to preserve what comics can do on paper mm-hmm. and just put it on screen. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I don't need to change. I don't need to change because we're on, we, we have a computer. I don't need to do that. That's just, that's complicating things. Why would I do that? Why, why would I do that? What, my aim is to just convince comic readers who are happy with the form that it's in now just to change the surface. Yeah. Now, if I start screwing with that and saying, sure. oh, and now you can scroll. Yeah. Oh, and now you read it top to right and left to bottom yeah. and fuck, you know, and we're going to print Japanese manga in exactly the way it was in the first place. Yeah. You know, If you do that, that's even a harder job. Why would yeah. you do that? But in a sense, isn't convincing people to start reading it on a screen or a tablet complicating things if paper comics have worked so well for so long? Paper comic, like you've got to separate the art form sure. from the med- yeah. from from the actual medium yeah. which it's on which it's uh, it's seen. Yeah. So, if you're saying to me, paper comics are what? But they're they've paper comics. <laughs> Let me get this right. Yeah. <laughs> the art form has yeah. worked very well yeah. for decades. Yeah, yeah. On the only surface, on the only surface <laughs> in which it has been presented yeah. to the public. What I'm trying to do is just give them a different surface. Yeah. Now, that's new. So, using the argument of comics on paper is not an argument at all because paper was the only means sure. by which they could be seen. Yeah. Now we have a means by which they can be seen in another form, in an easier form, in a more economic form, and in the same form. So that's what I want to do. So the only loss in that is what we've discussed earlier about the the paper and the object, the thing, and the collecting. And if we took collecting out of the equation, just like newspapers, magazines, and prose, We'd be in a much better position. Collecting is a massive thing in comics. So we're not talking about uh, the medium, the form, blah, blah. We're talking about majorly collecting, the collecting element. So so on on your end, I mean, the the, the advantages are obvious. You know, it's it's much more cost-effective. You can work with people. But not on on my end, on the reader's end. We produce 200 pages for $10. Yeah. Now you you can't do that yeah. in print in a million years. So 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 when 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 you're when you're having these conversations with people, that that's the big selling point is you can just get a lot more comics for a lot less. All the selling points I can possibly use, yeah. <laughs> which is generally economics. Yeah, the actual presentation. Nothing looks as good as on a computer screen. You know that very well. It's a yeah. perfect system. It yeah. looks fantastic. And not only that, you can put it on your smart TV, you can make it yeah. big. Then another thing I say, you can make comics bigger last, you put it on your smart TV. So what's the conversation when you, you know, when you come out to a show like this in order to meet people in person and like, you know, to sign books of, uh, oh, so, so, so David, what have you been working on? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm publishing this, uh, but it's an online, it's an online thing. So, so you, so the card is really the way that you. Yeah, the card, across. because it's, it gives them a, it gives them a taster of an entire yeah. volume. Um... You know, it's a code. It's just give them a taster, yeah. And I give them a free sketch uh, on top of that because it's a, it's yeah. just a nice little lure. It's a yeah. nice little, it's just a nice, nice little extra I can give them, and um, it's a nice little prize, you know. So, 
they get a taste of volume of a whole Ace Weekly to try out, and they get a sketch from me for $10. So it's a good deal. But but if you ask me to go into the spiel yeah. of what I would do, yeah. I mean, basically... <laughs> Uh, basically, it's just sell like, me on your sell me on your product. I, yeah, I mean, I don't need to sell you on your product. You know very well, but yeah. anybody who's not familiar yeah. with it, I would tell them the facts about how good it was and why we did it, and I would tell them about the fact that we're you know we're spending lots of money on things we don't need to yeah. do. Um, when I can give send it to them directly yeah. through their through their computer screen instantly, and um, every week I, I do the whole thing. I mean, I'm not going to do it here and right no. now. Um, the, the diff- I think the difficult thing for you is that, uh, you know, for most, for most publishers who come to a show like this, their pitch is just, here's the product, here's why the product is good. Your pitch has to be, here's why you should start reading comics on a screen. Yeah, but you see, the one thing you have to remember is that I, I do this because I can. Yeah. Um, I have a reputation, I have a name, I have a brand. Um, I come to these shows and people know me. So I'm taking advantage of who I am. To introduce them to what to the thing yeah. that I'm doing now, but we're an online product. If I wasn't who I am, I wouldn't do these shows. I'd be spending all my time trying to sell it online yeah. uh, through whatever means I could. Um, but because I have a physical presence and I can do it, and I enjoy doing it, yeah. you know, I mean, it's great to go out and meet people, and you know, it's enjoyable. I can do that. I'm taking advantage of that. But um, this is not the perfect game plan for selling an online product. Yeah. Of course. You know. But I'm I'm doing it physically because I can. And it's like selling anything. You know, if you're talking to somebody in person, it's good. It's good. And you and even even before you launched this, you know, you still had to be a salesperson in that um, you know, even when you're working with a larger publisher, you come out to a show like this, you still kind of have to sell people on, on your books. Yeah, well, I tried that with Kickback. <laughs> In fact, I had to do that with Kickback but because, you know, yeah. the publisher did yeah. nothing for me. So I had to. But, but gen- you know, before, before Kickback, before everything, I've done a lot of conventions. And I enjoy coming out um, and meeting people and people who like V and they want yeah. to sketch. And I'm very happy to do that. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. But um, uh, but in terms of selling Aces Weekly, I'm I'm just taking advantage of my situation to introduce people to Aces Weekly. But it's not the perfect means of selling. But it is very it's very good. It's a very useful way. Yeah. Because every one of those cards that I sell is ten dollar volume. I'm selling a ten dollar volume, and when I come back, that all adds to our income. That is split between all the creators, so it's all it all works out. You know, it, it's all good. Do you think you'd be you'd be happy just being a publisher from from now on? I mean, if is, is that uh, if if Faces Weekly was a thing that you just kept doing for as long as you could keep working, would would you be happy? Well, as I said, I told you, it's easy. It's easy <laughs> to do. I would be happy. It's easy and it's and it's uh, it's fulfilling. It's easy and fulfilling, and um, but it is, does take up time. Yeah. I mean, um, if it did become, uh, if it did reach the, the level of success that uh, I wanted it to, I would probably spend less time on it and probably 
hire somebody to take yeah. over some of the tasks. But it would be very difficult to find somebody because, you know, you have to, you have to, you, yeah. you know, I have to find the people and they have to interact with me. But, but what, it but does it, take up time. But what I, would you do uh, if you had that time freed up? Would you would you start being creative? Oh, I do all sorts of things like uh, moving house and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and and things like that yeah. that, that, that you that you can't really find time for when you're, you know. But um, no, I mean, but you're not necessarily looking up to free time to make more books to dra- write and draw more books. No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, really. <laughs> There you go, that was David Lloyd. Thank you so much to David for taking the time to do that. I've, I've had a few co- interesting conversations with David over the years. Uh, last time we spoke was actually when uh, Kickback was coming out. He was doing some touring on that. Um, obviously, that, uh, that book didn't uh, end up uh, exactly like he had thought or expected or hoped it would, but he's been doing some interesting work in the meantime. Uh, Aces Weekly was not even on the horizon at that point, uh, but very, very fascinating to catch up with him and, and have a conversation about uh, his work and, and his thoughts on uh, on publishing online. Uh, pardon the uh, noisy bar background on that one. We actually did that at a, a pub just uh, across the street from where they have the, uh, the Mocha Fest in Manhattan. Uh, really, really enjoyed that talk. I know it got a little heated in there, but I thought it was some very interesting stuff. Uh, so thanks, Dan, for doing that. You can check out Ace's Weekly over at uh, acesweekly.co.uk. Thanks to everybody for listening. If you like the show, please consider uh, sending us a little bit of money over on Patreon, or uh, if you don't have any money to send our way, completely understand if you could uh, just uh, tell somebody about the program or rate us on iTunes or wherever it is that you get uh, your podcasts. Uh, it's uh, it's been a while. I know I skipped a couple weeks in there, which I very seldom do, but uh, things got a little bit crazy on my end. Um, got uh, got sick, got a sick rabbit, did a fair amount of traveling in the meantime, but uh, we're back. Got a lot of good shows lined up, so uh, stick around because we'll, God willing, be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL. <laughs>